Welcome to Hand Therapy Heroes, the premier podcast on hand and upper extremity rehabilitation. As a worldwide educator and developer of best-in-class hand therapy content, Susan Weiss, occupational therapist and certified hand therapist, brings you an array of hand therapy specialists, hand care solutions, and more. Welcome, everyone. Super excited to share an amazing podcast with Lori Rogers today. It is an extremely busy practitioner and a program manager at National Rehabilitation Hospital in Washington, D.C. She trains therapists and students and was instrumental in the fourth edition of our popular hand therapy resource, Hand and Upper Extremity Rehabilitation, a quick reference guide and review. woo Anyhow, she also serves as a senior project manager and contributed and edited every chapter and appendix. So, hey, Lori, you're studying the effects of peripheral nerve injuries. So can you share some details on this, please? Hey, Susie, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to share some of this information. Yes, I've been spending the last, uh, well, probably four plus years um, working towards my doctorate of health science degree. And I decided for my um, proposal to study specifically the effects of complex trauma that um, that has on the peripheral nervous system. And as I was doing this, I realized there's a lot of important information that therapists should be aware of. We know that these injuries pose a unique challenge because the physiological response of a traumatic peripheral nerve injury that is, comes with a musculoskeletal trauma is different than, in, than the immediate and more obvious signs of a nerve compression or transection. Um, when nerves are crushed, stretched, or entrapped at scar at multiple levels, there'll likely be greater complications that I think it's really important for therapists to be aware of early on. Wow. So what can happen to the nerve, for example, uh, fracture the elbow? Um, so when you have a really complex fracture, or really any fracture at all, um, because of those nerves are so intimately connected to the musculoskeletal serve, um, system, and a lot of times we understand they go through tight and very confined spaces, with a fracture, a nerve can be stretched, it can be punctured by a fracture segment, it can be distracted or lacerated. The unique thing about what can happen to a peripheral nerve injury in the event of a trauma is that it can also be damaged at many levels, many segments during the course of the nerve. And therefore there's gonna be, there's likely to be greater complications with this nerve injury, as opposed to if you just have a slow compressional situation. Um, and it's not uncommon, unfortunately, in, in the environment of a complex injury, a complex musculoskeletal injury, for these more or less obvious effects of a peripheral nerve injury to be missed. As therapists are trying to, you know, have efforts to improve somebody's mobility, um, edema, all of that um, situations that go on in a, the presence of a fracture. So what are the effects then? So some of these effects can be the obvious ones that a lot of therapists are aware of. There's the sensory effects, um, diminished light touch. There's of course motor loss or weakness, but some of the things that are less obvious, like I mentioned before, 
um, but they're also but are also devastating and equally important, if not more important. Um, there are things that there's patients can develop neural tension, hyperalgesia, and also um, neuropathic pain. Well, neuropathic pain might need a little explanation for people that might not have some details. Would you be able mm-hmm. to share a little bit, please? Sure. So therapists are probably more familiar with nociceptic pain. Nociceptic pain is is a an acute type of pain that comes with an injury, any type of tissue injury. Ongoing pain, though, can roll over into something that's more common commonly referred to as neuropathic pain. Neuropathic pain is going to um, is easily identified usually by patients' descriptors. So these patients will describe um, burning, dull, achy, throbbing, fireworks, bursts, spikes of pain. And typically this type of pain doesn't go away with activity, rest, medicate, or a certain type of pain medications. So it's more complex, more involved, more and tends to be more chronic and needs to be uniquely addressed. And that's usually the issue is a lot of these nerve effects are not going to be amendable to the typical uh, modalities that we as therapists are more commonly familiar with to treat these patients. So it's very unique and quite important. Why is it so important for people to notice that? Because I think a lot of people just don't notice that happening and just kind of like work through without even thinking about it. How do they notice it and make sure? Exactly. So this is the problem because if it's not identified early on and the therapist, um, you know, sort of plow through and do a lot of the interventions that we're familiar with in the hastiness to regain, you know, patient's motion, then you can make a lot of these effects worse. So, for example, the nerve might develop neural tension, um, adherence, and again, this neuropathic pain. And if it's not recognized, and for example, if the nerve is tethered or tensioned, and you aggressively work on a lot of manual therapy, orthotics that are meant to improve, say, for example, um, like if you have neural tension in the ulnar nerve and it's not recognized and the therapist, the therapist is very aggressive with orthotics manual therapy in order to regain flexion and or extension, you can make that neuropathic pain a lot worse. You can make the nerve worse by tensioning and distracting that nerve. So this that's just one example of why it's really important to recognize some of these things early and to modify your treatment so that you don't make some of these effects worse. Right, because a lot of practitioners just don't notice that happening. So it's it's quite unique, and that's very important for them to determine so that they can determine the effects from that. Right, and it's more important to kind of pull back, modify your treatments, because in the end run, um, you're going to make that, you know, your outcomes are going to be much more effective if you address these issues a lot earlier on. Um, I think it's also really important that y- for you to recognize these symptoms and the effects in order to educate the patient. So the patient really understands why their, their pain is, you know, not going away with rest or ice, um, why it's important for them to be a little bit easier on their exercise. You might have to deal with a, a, the patient who is a little bit maybe too aggressive with their exercises and why they have to be modify the positions of their ancillary joints so that they're not tethering that nerve other ancillary modalities to deal with pain, their neuropathic pain, that they would automatically 
you know, use for more to more nociceptic pain, those kind of issues. So patient education is also really important. Right. Because a lot of times they just ignore it because the practitioner doesn't really think about it because they're focused on, on the distal end and not just the overall. Right. They're looking at the end result. Like I have to get my motion. Really people, that's what they're primarily focused on instead of like appreciating everything else is going on and not understanding that an effort to get their motion better overall, they're making a lot of other things worse. Is there anything else that you want to share that they need to know or little tweaks about mm-hmm. being unique? Cause I mm-hmm. want to give you the opportunity to share if you do. Sure. Um, well, I encourage everybody to look up um, just, you know, look up neuropathic pain. There's many resources that, you know, Susie, that you have on your website for, pay, for um, therapists to learn more about all the, you know, types of pain treatment. Um, there is the ISAP, which is the International Association of Pain. And you can look on there. They have a really good definition and a neuropathic pain questionnaire just to look at that. And it gives you this, um, more of the descriptors that you can learn to um, recognize that if your patient's saying, you might be a little bit more aware of, hey, this may be rolling on to a more neuropathic situation. So yeah, I awesome. Yeah, we have an amazing course, you know, by Susan Stralka, who's a colleague of ours, that will give you details, anyone who needs them, of the materials you reviewed, just give an extension. So just email info at handtherapy.com and we will send you a very, very, very special promotion for the course that you will love. So Lori, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing this info with our listeners. You are super awesome. I appreciate your time so incredibly much. I I know you got to get rolling and I'm so excited to learn from you as always. So you are welcome. Thanks for having me. So (laughs) glad you made it. Thanks for being a listener, everybody, and being part of Hand Therapy Heroes. And that's a Toby Unwrap. Thank you for listening to Hand Therapy Heroes. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Visit handtherapy.com and register for our newsletter containing free content and courses about our fascinating hands. Hold hands today for a more functional tomorrow.